another year ago. We just thank you, Heavenly Father, that your word comes tonight, Lord, and we may indeed have ears to hear. That which you have to say to us. And ask the Lord you would draw us to yourself. Grant us the light of the gospel and the gift of repentance and the joy of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's good news, the gospel. Some of you know, it's not new, <laughs> it's news. It's got old hand to some of us. Heard it before, and you get kind of familiar, and you just like, well, don't you? Good news is always relevant. If you've got Parkinson's disease, for example, someone says, well, if it's discovered a new player, you're excited. But if you don't have Parkinson's, you just say, that's nice. You don't feel affected. And when the good news of the gospel comes, that God has come to save sinners, you say, well, that's nice. But if you've no sense of sin, it's, well, it's, it doesn't really affect you. If you don't feel you need saved, it just doesn't affect you. You think, well, that, that's fine. No. But when you realize the need for God and that He's made provision, you catch the good news. The good news. There are three questions, you know, that bother most of us all our lives. Keeps coming up. Various stages, you know, particularly when there's funerals on the go. And they're simply this. Is there a God? Is there life after death? And what must I do to get eternal life? And the answer to all three questions is Jesus. Jesus Christ is the answer to that. Now the reality of that is, if you discover and access the fact that Jesus is, it answers all your questions. Is there a God? Well, the fact, the irrefutable fact is that Jesus Christ lived. Jesus Christ was on earth. Jesus Christ is validated in history. There's much more evidence about Jesus than this of Alexander the Great, or Julius Khan, or Caesar. It is a fact, irrefutable fact, that Jesus Christ lived in earth. And the question is then, therefore, is he who he claimed to be? Or was it a hoax? Jesus is the center of truth. That's why you could say, it's by the eye on the truth. And Christ, you right back to Genesis, all through the Old Testament, points to Christ. The coming servant. Okay. And from the cross to the end of Revelation, he's the final judgment. And he says, I've come <laughs> to reveal my father. He that seen me has <laughs> seen God. You know. So once you recognize the fact that Jesus is someone, you've got to deal with that. What are you going to do with Jesus, which is called the Christ? Second so question is, well, is there life after death? Again, in a future way, answer to Jesus. Who rose again from the dead? Oh, death is just thing. He conquered the grave, rose triumphant. Witness for 500 people one time. 500 people witnessed the resurrection of Jesus. And thousands upon thousands of thousands ever since have transformed their lives 
by receiving Jesus. Just like that with death. Therefore, what must I do to be saved? <laughs> what do I need to do to enter this life after death? Well, there's several examples in the Bible. And they make it very clear, very simple. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The trouble with sin is it's not mentioned today. There's no sin consciousness. We call evil good and good evil. You know, it's all selfishness. We measure ourselves by one another. I'm, I'm better than him. I'm blessed by the sin. I'm a good person. Therefore, I'm not a sinner. Sin has nothing to do with your compatriots, nothing to do with how you shape up with other people. Sin is what you've got to do with God. Sin is a transgression of the breaking of God's law. Sin is a severing of your relationship with God. Sin distances you from God. Adam needs a fellowship with God to walk the garden every day with him. So the sin and fell and lost, cast out, lost fellowship. We're sinners by nature. We're totally selfish. The basic sin is I will not have God to rule over me. I'm master of my own life. So I'm going to look at several people in the Bible who answer the question, what must I do? What do you need to do to be saved? And the first one I want to look at is Nicodemus who read about in John 3. Nicodemus was a clergyman. You know, I, know I, used to, I used to find that when anyone was witnessing to people, they, they would say, oh, I need time at the church, you know. Everybody has an uncle that was an elder. <laughs> we didn't live up to it. I had an uncle and he was an elder and the and he was a old. And I behind people. Nicodemus was a very religious man. He was a member of the Sanhedrin. High up the clergy, if you like, in the Jewish church. But he recognized something in Jesus. He comes to Jesus by night. Now he did that because Jesus was not very popular with the Pharisees. They were out to get him, wanting to kill him, remove him. He was usurping their authority. So he comes by night secretly. And it says to Jesus, Rabbi, I know you're from God. <laughs> Nobody can do what you're doing except God is with them. That's the statement. He hasn't asked any question yet. But Jesus moves right in and says, Look, Nicodemus, since a man be born again, he can't even see the kingdom of God. This puzzles me. Well, how can I be born again? Can a man enter a second time in his mother's womb? Jesus said, don't confuse spirit with flesh. You see, the Bible says the natural man and the natural state, we can't understand the things of the spirit of God because they are spiritually discerned. And God said, therefore, <laughs> you need to be quickened in your spirit. Your spirit has to come alive. You have to be born again, not of the flesh or the will of man, but the will of God. By his spirit, he quickens your spirit in you. You must 
be born again. They tell us nowadays that people in the society don't like absolutes. There's no such thing as must. Well, I'll tell you, if you want to go from Glasgow to Edinburgh on the train, you've got to go on the train. It's a must. You can stand at platform and say, well, I wanted to, I intended to go, I meant to go. You want to get to heaven, you must be born again. Simple as that. Who says so? God says so. Who makes the rules? God makes the rules. I don't like it. Tough. Except there's no other way to that. No other exception. Except you're born again. You've not even entered the kingdom of God. Another young man from the Bible told he was also a ruler, a man of position, authority, and wealth. If he had it made, maybe he was a wee entrepreneur or something, but he was wealthy, and he came to Jesus, Jesus, man, what must I do? Shall we tell the wife? The says, I've already got a button. What do I need to do to get to the wife? Now he considered himself moral. I'm a good man. I've kept the law. I've obeyed the commandments. And I'm living right. And Jesus said, one thing you lack. Sell everything you have and come and follow me. What was Jesus saying? He was saying, look, if you're going to follow me, you got to seek first the kingdom. You can't serve two masters. You can't save money, you can't save God. One master. And that comes down to me. You can't save yourself and God. That's what Jesus is saying. To find life, you've got to lose your own life. That you might find it in me. He went away sorrowful. He didn't like the message. It didn't suit him. The cost was too high. I wonder if you've been sitting in the fence a long time counting the cost. I'd like to be a Christian. But I know what it means. I mean, when I get saved, standing in front of the guy that's walking in the unit shop, the chap says to me, Hey, you know saying to you? I said, No, David. <laughs> I'm not up for that. David was a Christian. Told you last Sunday He was the subject of the light pool, the jokes, the jests. He would say grace when he took his team and threw charcoal in his tea can. They say all sorts of things. That's <laughs> it. I'm not for that. I'm not for that. And he told me John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 12, as many as receive Christ. To them he gives the power to become children of God. And that was it. It's not there. Yeah. What kind of cost? Save your life, you'll lose it. Give it Christ, you'll find it. You can't serve two masters. You can't even put one camp. Oh, I'm a Christian on Sunday. 
people are good at that, like that, can do this, I've got the jargon. <laughs> we know the talk. <laughs> we fit in. We put on the facade. I'm mean, asking you, you're what makes no you're a Christian. Maybe a shame you got to the judgment day and you're what makes no say, hey, you never tell me. I didn't even know you were a Christian. Let your light shine. The third man likes he's the thief on the cross. He's there at his own confession. I deserve to be here. I'm here for my deeds. They're just in doing this to me. I'm guilty. David's under no disillusions of his state. Then looks at Jesus. It's Jesus, remember me today. And just kind of. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. I want to tell you this is never too late. Never too late. I had a colleague at work here to Lithuania. He was in the hospital for a long time. We couldn't get painted with zero room. And I was praying about it and the Lord says it's in the blood. And we prayed for him and he got healed. And the condition was that he repent. <laughs> I went to his best and I said, God has said, it's Lithuania. You repent, he'll heal you. <laughs> He'll compact his work. Now and then again, say, Lawrence, what about the word of God? Ah, he says, it's too late to change my ways. I've lived this all my life. Three months later, I came back and he was dead. Too late to turn, too late to change. Never too late <laughs> to be brought again and have a new life. The big thing that keeps most people back is public opinion. And that's harder today because the world view is it's nonsense. The kids at school are told it's a myth. Science is laughed out. All sorts of nonsense. The crowd in Jerusalem when Jesus when Peter preached at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit there, <laughs> there was a noise and a flu. And the crowd was standing there. And they had this phenomenon healing <laughs> in their own language. The thing is this, if you read it Acts 2, all nations were there. And the message was this Jesus, <laughs> God has raised up. Resurrected and appointed as judgeable there. Jesus is the answer to that. And the crowd cried, Well, what must we do to be saved? What must we do? What would we do? And here in Acts 2, we have the clearest mandate for getting saved. How do we get saved? Believe. Repent. Repent. What does it mean to repent? It means to turn. It means to turn. That's all. Simple as that. Turn from going this way and start going that way. Change your mindset. Change your mind with Jesus. He's not a hoax. 
et ce sera le Le Père, and be baptized. I think we're going to have a baptism of you as well, because a few of you want to be baptized, don't you? Yeah. Baptized is just evidence, a public display of I'm dying to the old life and I'm rising to the new. It's a glorious thing. The then be baptized and you shall receive the gift of eternal life. You're born again. You're born again. What a joy. What a joy. The last example is John 3 16. Who can be saved? Whosoever. Whosoever. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever. I remember the used to say, Please put your name in there. God so loved the world that John Leach. Could be saved. Any Tom, Dick, and Harry, <laughs> or any Angus, Mary, and Jeannie can be saved. God so loved you. There's a solution <laughs> to sin, there's a solution to death. Thoughts of life after death. There's more to life than three square meals in the bed. There's eternal life in Christ. God so loved the world that he gave his only one son that whosoever believes in him should not perish. That's the one. The alternative is perish. There is a heaven and there is a hell. You serve through Jesus can be saved. So what about you? And you're like Nicodemus. I'm a regular, religious, I'm all right. I've got it covered. Good works don't save you. Like the rich young ruler, long for this world. Once they get the job, once they get the career sorted, once they get the manager, once they get the horses speed, once they get this, once they get that, I'll think about it. Today, today, says God, now is the day of salvation. I agree with you because is it too late? Have I left it too long? Am I too long in the tooth? Can you change the dog old tricks? You can't be born again. <laughs> totally. <coughs> Become a new person in Christ. All things pass away. And all things become new. Well, it's not very popular. <laughs> I might tell you that Jesus was so popular, I said crucify him. Take up your cross. Deny yourself and follow me. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you, Lord, that you reach out to us constantly. We bless you, Lord, for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you remind us of our shortcomings and if you're not to condemn us, but to see us.
I mean, that's just not the Lord that you just grant light to our hearts. Because they hear your voice. Never made surrender. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen.